Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host, Sam Leibowitz. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity at my new date and time. Yes, I have to get used to saying afternoon instead of morning, um, but I'm sure it'll take me a couple of times to get used to that. I am very, very pleased that you're here with me on my new date and time, Mondays at 1 p.m., Yes, uh, I've moved my show from my Friday slot. I know I'd been there for four and a half years, but you know, sometimes you got to change things up to make things a little different. So I know you haven't been waiting a full week, but only a weekend for your quotes of the day. So let's see what our quotes of the day from the universe and Abraham are today. From the universe, all deliberate change first comes from denying the logic that gives you comfort, the big ticket the universe. Ah, see, I mean, it was very comfortable for me in my Friday 11 a.m. slot, but I uh, gave way to change to make room for new shows. So let's see what Abraham has to say today. The idea of success for most people revolves around money or the acquisition of property or other possessions, but we consider a state of joy as the greatest achievement of success. And while the attainment of money and wonderful possessions certainly can enhance your state of joy, the achievement of a good-feeling physical body is by far the greatest factor for maintaining a continuing state of joy and well-being. And so, there are few things of greater value than the achievement of a good-feeling body. Abraham. Ah, interesting. Yes, you know, uh, and it's it's quite interesting because Abraham, uh, I, I love this, uh, when I first heard it, Abraham defined success not as how much money or possessions or things we achieve, but as how we feel in our life as a much better standard, I really resonated with that. And I mean, today Abraham's talking about, you know, being in a good feeling body is one of the easiest way to get to a joyful state. But in the end, it's really just being in a joyful state is the most uh, effective way or the most uh, uh, ardent way of being successful, um, which is very relevant to our topic today. But uh, it's a wonderful uh, quote to get us started. And I am very happy today to uh, bring on with me uh, Jana Beeman. Jana is the owner of Create Your Dream Practice Business Coaching, which specializes in helping entrepreneurs move past blocks, brainstorm solutions, dissolve fears, and step into their power while creating systems and processes to assure long-term business success. Uh, She offers training and mentorship on how to sell without selling, heart-centered marketing and connection, content marketing, and advanced networking techniques to build community, connection, and clients. And I'm very happy to have her on the Conscious Consultant Hour today. Welcome, Jana. Hi, Sam. Glad to be here. Yes, thank you for... uh, Getting up, I guess, not too early on the West Coast uh, compared to 11 a.m. East Coast time. But uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy practice to join us. Absolutely thrilled to be here. 
Great, great. So I'm curious. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that when you were uh, uh, a little girl or a teenage woman, you, you, you didn't really say to your mom, Mommy, when I grow up, I want to be a business coach. <laughs> no, I did not. But I sort of have an interesting history with that uh-huh. because I moved out of my house when I was 12. Oh, really? Yes. That's kind of young. Yes. And I found places to rent and mm-hmm. started my first business at that age and really? stayed in school and finished high school two years early and went on to nine years of college wow. and never went to university because I never had the money. But, uh, you know, I have enough units for my master's. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's quite a... <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, I used to say when I, I taught uh, how to start your own business class, well, I, I, I started working for myself in 1993, but the more I thought about it, I realized, well, actually, when I was a kid, I didn't move out of my house, but I used to sell newspapers and bars and do a little odd things. So I actually had been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid, but I think 12 years old, you probably beat me out. <laughs> I don't think I've been doing it that long. Wow. Where, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in L.A., in, uh, well, in the San Fernando Valley, uh-huh. and, you know, it, it was just my life was not what I wanted, mm. and I chose to make something better, wow. and it was interesting because I ended up, you know, renting rooms from friends' families, and I started a babysitting service where I was a live-in, and, wow. you know, just That's... kind of tried different things, and finally found a few things that worked for me really well and was able to continue my education and continue moving forward. That's great. You know, some people, when they're faced with challenges like that, they may sort of uh, uh, collapse underneath them and, and get into sort of a, a self-pity party of like, oh, me, my, 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 my family isn't what I want and all these problems. But you really rose up to that challenge and said, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to change my environment. I'm going to change what I'm doing and and, and do whatever it takes for me to really uh, you know, create the life that I want and, and as a child, which is truly, truly amazing. Well, and I think part of my, my history comes back to when I was a child, I was hit by a drunk driver on my bike, and I Ooh. had chronic migraines about 20 to 25 days a month wow. for my entire life until about seven or eight years ago when I finally found a key that turned that corner. Oh, great. And so I was already dealing with so much pain, mm. and my stressful home environment just it just pushed me over the edge. And mm. I was a musician, and... I just wanted bigger things for myself than I thought I could get where I was. And we had a, a blow up one night and said, that, that's it. I'm, I'm out the door. Wow. 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 That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so you've been in business a lot of years. You yes. must have seen a lot of changes in business and in the, the, in the business environment over those years. I definitely have. I mean, I've, I've worked in corporate. I, I've actually temped in a hundred different types of businesses. I worked in aerospace and hmm. actually left there one day. I just quit on the spot because my supervisor told me I was having too much fun. 
And, oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I had been the first one to catch up the sales desk that I ran in the history of its existence. Wow. And he told me I was having too much fun with my vendors. And so I said, okay, if I can't have fun, and everybody else seemed to be doing the same thing, then I said, that's it. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with you. Jana, if I was ever at a job and someone told me I was having too much fun doing a good job, I would be out the door. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what comes up for me is just an inability for, to settle for mm-hmm. less than I think I have the capability of having. Mm-hmm. And if joy in work is something that's important, then you need to have a joyful workplace. And if you're good at being self-employed, then you need to be self-employed in the most, you know, complete and joyful way you can have. Because, you know, it's so much a, a huge portion of your life. Why be miserable? Absolutely. You know, we spend so much time at whatever our business is or at our jobs. I mean, we spend a third of, at, at minimum, I mean, most people I think spend more, but at a minimum, we spend a third of our life there. So... You know, that's a lot of time, and why not have it in an enjoyable manner? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my history of working for others, I have had fabulous jobs that I loved. My my veterinary job was my favorite job on Ooh, the planet. Wow. And I ended up getting fired from there only because the general manager wanted to bring in her nephew or somebody and so you know even though my my veterinarian fought for me i lost that job and i never had the heart to go back to it because Uh. i sort of felt at that point maybe this is a sign that i need to do something different and so i started doing a lot of animal rescue work on my own and continued that Uh. energy but started to focus more time and energy on building my own business uh, so I was going to ask you, you know, after working the corporate environment, what kind of got you to kind of be more independent and, and start your own businesses? So it was getting fired from the veterinary job, huh? Well, that was one. I was in college, and it fit around my schedule, and mm. that was always a challenge. Right. But, uh, you know, I started my first business when I was 12 doing the live-in babysitting. And mm. when I got my first apartment when I was 16 by myself, I started a bird business. And I raised and trained cockatiels, cockatoos, parrots, lovebirds. I hand-tamed them. I taught them to talk if they were a talking bird. And then I would sell them with the cages and all the supplies, plus some instruction on how to actually care for them. And I would do in-home kind of consulting with people to help them understand how to really have a fabulous relationship with their bird. Oh, I see. So you've actually had a lot of experience working with animals then. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. At 16, you thought of that. That's amazing. Well, I just thought about what, what is it that I hear from people, and when I talk to people about animals, because that's mm-hmm. a very common conversation for me, mm-hmm. people would say, yeah, I thought about getting a pet, but I, I want something that doesn't take a lot of maintenance. And I just thought, well, what about a bird? Mm. You know, birds are very, very easy, and they can be great companions. My cockatiel mm. went with me everywhere. Wow. He'd go in the grocery store. He'd just hide under my hair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little little kids would always see him, but the yeah. adults never did. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure. And you never worried about him flying away, huh? No. Wow, that's great. That's great. So, um, 
Wow. I, I like have so many million and one questions. I don't <laughs> even know where to start. You know what? Let, let's take a quick break um, so we can get our first commercial break out of the way. And then when we come back, um, let's talk about um, uh, how you decided to become a coach and, and actually help other business owners uh, achieve greater success and, and, and kind of what that path was like. Okay. Wonderful. Well, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Lebowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And my guest this hour is Jana Beeman, uh, business coach and entrepreneur extraordinaire, I would say. (laughs) So, um, Jana, when did you decide to, uh, instead of starting your own business, it sounds like you're a little bit like me. You know, I always say I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur because I can't stop starting new businesses. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like you're a little bit like that. At, At what point did you decide that, you know, your experience and all these things you've learned had value for helping other entrepreneurs and other business owners? Well, I would say it goes back a little bit because in my 20s and 30s and 40s, I did a lot of mental health counseling, personal development counseling, 
as I was going through my migraine path, Mm -hmm. I kept figuring out doctors were not helping me, the Mm -hmm. drugs just made me wiggy, and so I really started looking at things that would help me gain some control. So um, at 16, I started meditating. At about 18, when I was in college, I tried biofeedback. That led me to hypnosis, and I became a master certified hypnotherapist by the time I was 25. Mm-hmm. Then I found NLP after mm-hmm. that, and then, it, you know, one thing after another, Silver Life Method, which back then was Silver Mind Control. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one development skill after another. And back in the 90s, I became a professional counselor for my church. Uh, I was a religious science practitioner, so I was counseling for my church. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of gave me a lot of background Mm -hmm. when it came to helping people get out of their own way, which is what a lot of coaching is. Yeah, absolutely. And so back in 2008, I moved from California to Washington State. And Mm -hmm. within the first two months, I was injured and unable to walk Mm -hmm. and by the time my uh, tendon healed, my ankles broke down. <laughs> and oh, so then I was really unable to walk. Uh. And so I had to really look at, at, at that point, I had been a professional dancer for decades. Uh, and I so I had to look at, okay, I had planned on teaching yoga and teaching dance and continuing in that direction. And obviously that's not going to happen now. So I didn't have a plan of how I was going to survive in this new place. So I ended up going to uh, nutrition school, and I got my health coaching certification. Mm -hmm. But as I was moving through my classes in health coaching school, I started a study group because I felt really isolated. My husband was gone all day. I was by myself in a place I didn't know anyone, and I couldn't really get off the couch. Mm -hmm. You know, was very thankful for my cats because they (laughs) kept me from completely losing it. (laughs) So as I was in school, and it was all online, I started a study group, and it started with two or three people, and what I was really hearing is that people were terrified of the business aspect of coaching. Uh, So I started really coaching around how to build a a coaching practice, and my study group, just through word of mouth and not me doing anything, grew to 107 people. Wow. And so I ended up going to the nutrition conference at the end of that year. My ankles were good enough to go. Uh Uh-huh. And the founder of the school heard about me and ended up calling me up on stage to share my story. And not too long after that, I mean, just shortly after I graduated, I became a coach for the school and really helped people learn how to coach better and how to build a business without getting completely stuck in all the, the details of doing that. Because as heart-centered people, we get overwhelmed really easily, and that was the Mm. thing I was seeing consistently. Students were just freaking out. There was so much to do. They'd never Mm. been in business before, but they have this huge passion Mm. to do this work. Mm -hmm. Right. And so after that, I started working for some other different coaching academies and, and doing business training and helping people see that, it doesn't have to be overwhelming, that it can right. be simple and strategic, right. but we as creatives, especially, mm-hmm. we need some structure. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially if if the, the people had just become coaches and they were used to working for somebody else the rest of their life. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't have a specific time I need to be in the office. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have a specific time I have to take lunch. You know, now how do I structure my day? Right. And their income fluctuates all over the right. place because they don't know how to be consistent and strategic in their marketing and you know they're throwing marketing spaghetti against the wall to see what (laughs) sticks and and that doesn't work in the long term it's exhausting yeah yeah so i'm I'm just curious before we dive in a little bit deeper in the business side what actually helped you with your migraines after so many years you know it was a combination for me because Mm. meditation really made a huge difference and i'll put a little shout out to bill harris and his holosync audios Oh, yes. That was the first thing that ever helped me sleep through the night because I, wow. I, I get cluster headaches, so they chain on each other. Oh. And oftentimes it'll be two or three in the morning where a fresh one will start up. Ooh. And when you have so little clear time, the last thing you want is another one starting when you're sleeping. Right. And so I got to the point where I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to Holosync, and I am now an avid user. It goes with me absolutely everywhere I go. Oh, cool. And um, right, so cool. that was that was gave me some some control. And mm-hmm. then I learned some yoga techniques that gave me some control. And I actually have a yoga practice now that when I was still having migraines, if I taught a yoga class and mm-hmm. I did this very specific routine, mm-hmm. it would actually get rid of my migraine by the end of the, of the class. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Cool, so a combination yeah. of body movement and, and the uh, bilateral stimulation of the holosync. That, too, and then nutrition, oh, nutrition. because okay. nutrition was a huge one. I found that I was uh, deficient in some minerals and mm. Uh, micronutrients. I found that I had way more food allergies than I had already suspected. Uh, And when I started shifting those things, I don't get them anymore at all. Great. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. <laughs> but it's, a, it's amazing how much you accomplished while ha- you know, having those migraines. So I imagine now that you're free of that, you really must be like uh, doing even better. So um, as listeners to my show know, I, I constantly talk about how uh, everything is changing, and the only thing constant anymore is change itself. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, you've seen a lot of change in the way business is conducted, in the way we uh, do things around business. Um, do you find that that's uh, one of the big challenges that your clients often face is that things are changing so much and they don't know how to change? One of the things I see a lot of is I see people that are using kind of old-style marketing methods or old-style mindset, Mm -hmm. and, you know, things are really shifting. It used to be advertising was focused on features. You just told people, oh, yes, it has this shiny new stainless steel exterior and blah, 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 and that was what people would buy from. Mm -hmm. But now people are buying based on benefits, experiences, and results that they get from owning a product or going through a program or service. Mm -hmm. You know, hype still gets attention, but it has to be fact-based or fun. Mm -hmm. Yelling at people like the used car lot um, kind of old ads always have, it isn't working anymore. Yeah, there used to be, in in New York, there used to be a great old commercial with this guy for uh, for this uh, electronic store called Crazy Eddie's. And, you know, the guy would always yell, and his prices are insane. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in the the West Coast, it was Cal Worthington and his dog Spot, which uh, would be anything from a Brahma bull to a Bengal tiger to a <laughs> Chihuahua. So every different commercial, he was doing something stupid and wearing an outfit. And so he was loud, but he was also fun. And the fun actually was kind of unique. And nobody was doing that back then. So he was pretty memorable, and he actually did really well in his business because Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But, you know, you talked about how, uh, you know, nowadays things are are different and and traditional marketing isn't working. and, and, And I actually say to people, I think the advertising industry as an industry is a dying dinosaur. And that in the next five to ten years, it won't exist the way we know it today. And to me, it just feels like everything's getting replaced by um, content marketing. uh, Because the old adage that people hate to be sold to but they love to buy is truer and truer. And now that you can pretty much find just about anything on the Internet or find out about anything on the Internet... You know, people don't want to get bombarded with ads that they're not interested in. But if, you know, they want to get something, they'll go online and search and they can find whatever it is that they're looking for. Yes. And people know that they always have choices and they can go anywhere to find what they want. So really determining how you as a business owner or your product or service is unique and different. And being Mm -hmm. able to express that in a compelling way is Mm -hmm. really essential. And I I agree, too, that I worked in PR and advertising for several years. In fact, my last corporate job was creating and running a department along that line. Mm -hmm. And the way that that particular company was advertising was very old school, and I fought every single day to try to bring it more into a relationship-based marketing format because, you know, the putting it out there 20,000 times and hoping people buy your stuff approach just isn't working anymore. There's too much competition for people's mind space. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I'm amazed even like the the direct mail industry is still I can't believe how much junk mail I get and and in my uh, uh, building where I live, my apartment building, there's a garbage pail right next to the mailboxes, which was the most brilliant thing they could have done because everyone takes the mail out of their mailbox, they immediately go over to the garbage can, toss, 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 toss and that's and you and and you know, you might have had 20 pieces of mail in your hand and you're only walking up to your apartment with five of them. Mm-hmm. No, have them shift that to a recycling bin and you'll be in business. Yeah, well, it's for paper <laughs> only, I think. I, that's, I, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure they put it with the paper recycling. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, let, let's. Uh, it's time for us to take a quick break. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, um, let's talk a little bit more about sort of relationship marketing. And, and one of the things I'm really curious about, you talk about how your a person's individual personal journey fits into how they run their business. I'd like to really touch upon that, okay? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? 
Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. But you're so hot that I melted I fell right through the cracks Now I'm trying to get back Before the cool done run out I'll be giving it my best This and nothing's gonna stop me But divine intervention I reckon it's again my turn To win some or learn some But I won't Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity And my guest this hour is Jana Beeman um, I just love that song so much. Janice had to play it for me again. Um, so, Jana, uh, in when you're working with people, we're talking a little bit more about sort of how things are changing and shifting, and, and having to adjust to those changes, and 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 kind of like learning how to be unique in the marketplace instead of just shouting at people uh, your features and, and benefits, but really kind of be. Uh, a, a real individual and and so um you talk and, and i'm curious on, on your perspective around sort of integrating your your personal story into how you run your business well one thing that i know is that everything that comes up in your personal journey will mm-hmm. come up in your business uh-huh. in one way shape or form mm-hmm. because Business is very personal. When mm-hmm. you are self-employed, you're dealing with your stuff. You know, yeah. if you tend to avoid things that you don't like to do, those things that you avoid are going to pile up, and eventually the avalanche is going to fall on your head. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have issues with money, you may struggle with money in your business. Mm-hmm. And 
so when you really start to see a pattern come up through your business, it's kind of a great way that the universe is showing you that you still have some things to deal with in that. And I tend to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, who have been dealing with their own personal stuff for decades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I consider myself in that boat as well. But there's always new layers. You know, personal Mm -hmm. issues are like the layers of an onion. And so when you are in business for yourself, those issues come to the surface faster. Because not only are you seeing them in your personal life, but you're also seeing them in that outpicturing that is your business. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of business professionals, I find, that they think that they can really compartmentalize their life and that, like, what's going on in their personal life, you know, won't affect their business life. But it does creep through, you know, that 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 energy, that that habit, that, you know, whatever it is, that attitude, you know, we're holistic beings and the, and the way we show up in life is the way we show up in all aspects of life. Absolutely. And the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're avoiding issues in your relationship, right. you're going to be avoiding issues in your business too. Right, right, exactly. Um, so do you find, uh, in, in your practice that people tend to be kind of resistant to that idea that they feel like, oh, you know, no, I, I don't have to deal with that in my business. Or do you find that people tend to be more open to that idea now? I tend to mostly work with people who, when I bring it up, they go, Mm -hmm. oh, that's what's going on. So they may not have been aware of it, but it makes perfect sense to them when I point it out. Right, right. Okay. Cool, cool. So what do you see as being like the big challenges that, that entrepreneurs are facing today that, that are kind of unique to this time in, in, in the world? Well, we have an opportunity right now to really step forward in a much more powerful way. And there is so much possibility to be a huge change maker in the world and that scares the tar out of people Uh. so one of the things that i work with people on because i am a shy socially anxious introverted agoraphobic (laughs) (laughs) i help them get out of their own way because Mm. i now run two networking groups i run the the holistic chamber Uh. of commerce in in my city And a women's group, you know, I'm always speaking, I'm always on stage, and Mm. I really have stepped forward in a leadership way because that was more important to me Mm -hmm. than being small and safe in my socially anxious, introverted little comfort zone. Right, right. And so one of the things that people resist is stretching their comfort zone, and it's one of the things you absolutely have to consistently do in your business. If you are not feeling some fear or some discomfort, chances are your business is not growing and thriving. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. What is it they say that everything you want that you don't have is outside of your comfort zone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But people are resistant to that. You know, we like to be comfortable. We don't like to change, do we? No, and people are very, very resistant to change. Mm. And so, you know, that's one of the criteria for my coaching is we have a conversation and if, if I can hear Mm-hmm. that they really don't want to change and they don't have any vested interest in it, I'm not going to work with them because they're not ah, my client. I see. So people who want to stay safe, they can stay safe, mm-hmm. and as their business goes under, they can go back to another corporate job, mm-hmm. and they can be miserable for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. And, mm-hmm. and while I hate seeing that, it's not
not my choice, and I have to release that. Right. But people who want something better and they don't know how to get it, mm-hmm. they're perfect for me because mm-hmm. I can help them through the fear. Right. And, you know, we, we move through it a step at a time, and we create strategies so that they can stretch their comfort zone on a consistent daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, and then it becomes so much easier. It's, it's that huge leap. That's why people are so afraid of public speaking, right. because that becomes a huge leap for most people. They're not comfortable speaking in the front of a room. Right. Right. And, you know, but there are ways of making that part easier as well without even stepping foot on a stage first. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's taking all the baby steps. I'm a big, big believer in baby steps. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot easier to take a bunch of baby steps than to take the giant leaps. Right. And sometimes the giant leap is where you have to go. Right. But you don't have to go there without making a few other preparatory steps first that make it much easier and much more doable. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. it's very possible to use mind science to actually do that without having to get on 20 stages before you get on the big stage. You can actually do it in in the the, um, amphitheater of your mind, so to speak. Mm. And there are some techniques that are very, very powerful in helping mm-hmm. people who are terrified of public speaking get some practice without having to get on 25 different stages. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And that, you know, getting up and standing, you know, like maybe in a, joining a Toastmasters group and standing up and practicing speaking in front of a, a room of 10 or 15 people is a great way to start. And then eventually you start speaking in front of rooms of 50 or 100 people. And you can build up. You don't have to, you know, make your first speaking engagement speaking in front of, you know, 500 people. Well, and when I first started speaking, my very first speaking engagement ever was in front of 2,500 of my closest friends. And I was terrified. (laughs) I I used my yoga breathing. I used my meditation. I didn't have any time to prepare. It was kind of, oh, come on up. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I I seriously was outside of my body, Mm. but I had used enough techniques as I was kind of just waiting to walk on that I didn't say anything stupid. I said Mm. exactly what I wanted to say. I covered everything I wanted to cover. Mm. And people outside of me thought that I was completely composed. I wasn't even attached to my body. It was hilarious. Wow, that's hysterical. That's wonderful. Yeah, so you never know when you might get that big break. You want to to make sure you have some tools in your pocket to help you uh, with with those big challenges when they come. That's great. Now I can't wait to get in front of another room of 2,500 or 5,000 people. I bet, I bet. So um, when you're uh, working with uh, an entrepreneur, um, I'm, I take it you, you do some kind of assessment, kind of like where they're at, and then try and figure out like where are the points where they need to shift. Um, so how do you, um, um, well, let me ask you this way. What would you say are sort of the most common things that, that you find that you have to work with entrepreneurs to shift when you're getting started? Um, first, the first thing that I always start with is mindset, mm-hmm. because nearly always there's some place in the mindset that is not in alignment with running a business. So mm. it's either that they are so focused on what they think people need that they mm. don't stop to find out what people actually want, right. because those are two different things. Right. It may be that they are so focused on pushing themselves to sell themselves 
that they forget to be listeners and ask questions and serve mm. other people first. Right. It may be that the sales conversation is a disaster for them, and mm. it was for me. When I first started, mm. I was terrible at it, and I yeah. thought, all my decades in business, and I can't do this. <laughs> and what I found was that coaching was a very, very different animal, sales conversation-wise, than anything right. else. But once I took some trainings and I mastered the sales conversation for coaching, it also parlays into every other type of um, sales situation of any client I've ever worked with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, sales is sales is sales, but sales isn't just sales anymore. Now it's really been defined as, as creating a relationship with the person on the other end. Yes. Um, and and you uh, work with your clients around that concept of relationship marketing, don't you? I firmly believe in relationship marketing. I'm a collaborator. I don't believe in competition. Mm -hmm. I think competition is a mental limitation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's a fear-based thing. And it comes from, you know, back in school when people put us into sports and said, oh, you have to win. But the thing is, when you play as a team, you win faster, better, and more consistently. Right, exactly. And so I look at every conversation with a peer as a potential for a joint venture or an Mm -hmm. affiliate relationship Mm -hmm. and you know I've reached out to people on LinkedIn I currently have a business partner we exchanged a couple of messages on LinkedIn we found out we were very similar but we had slightly different strengths Mm -hmm. so we're putting together a program utilizing each of our strengths and and creating something that we couldn't do on our own how cool is that yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah i know i know uh, a business guy he, he likes to say that competition is a virus and that cooperation is the new era yes absolutely all right cool um you know what let's take a quick break believe it or not this is our last commercial break for the hour um and when we come back let's talk about um some dynamic ways that that uh, people can build their businesses, you know, for now and, and in the future, you know, maybe some, some little tips to help our listeners, okay? Perfect. Wonderful, Janice. Everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and my guest this hour has been uh, Jana Beeman um, of Create Your Dream Practice. So, um, Jana, um, since things, and we both agree, like things are changing so much, business is different than it's ever been before, what, what are some tips that you can give our audience to help them, you know, for the business environment today and, and moving forward that you think is important for people to know? Well, I think one of the most important things is really building those relationships to reach out to people, to connect, to give as much as you get, Mm. and to really work on those referral partnerships and strategic alliance partnerships, because that can really be a powerful way to build your business while really being of service, which is actually my second tip, is to be of service first. Mm. You know, forget selling, start sharing. Um, I teach a lot of networking, um, power networking techniques and things like that. And in the old days, people would go out and they'd shove their business card at as many people as possible, and that was their version of networking. And that no longer works. I actually tell people, don't even worry about giving out any cards, only if people ask for them. Never hand your card to someone who hasn't asked for it, but always ask for theirs. Ask some questions, you know, forget about selling and really start sharing. Be authentic, be real, be visible, and be vulnerable. Mm. And that's scary, isn't it? Yes, but it creates really deep connection quickly. Right, and and that's the thing also, because almost every marketplace is such a crowded marketplace, you really need to distinguish yourself from other people doing very similar things. And really the easiest and the best way to do that is by being real, is by being yourself, because we're all sort of unique individuals. And yes, our personality might appeal to some people and not to others, but that's who you want to work with are the people who you appeal to. Right. That's one of the reasons why I like to do sponsorships at other people's events because while there may be a big name business coach who does the same type of thing that I do up on the stage mm-hmm. that's you know getting all the attention 
not everybody is going to be able to afford to work with them. Right. Not everybody wants to be in a group program where they don't have that one-on-one attention. Right. And because I'm a relationship-based person, I love one-on-one coaching. Mm. And that is really where my genius comes out because right. I get to really dig into the juicy stuff. Right. So, you know, you, you <laughs> have to find those places where what you do is different. And I, you know, I want to be a seven-figure coach at some point. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, I also want to do the things that bring joy every day and that I feel contribute at the highest level. And mm-hmm. for me, one-on-one coaching is a huge piece of that. Mm. Gotcha. So, so, so how would you describe, like, what a, a typical client or an ideal client is for you? An ideal client for me is someone who wants to make a difference in the world in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't have to be huge. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even have to be through their business. Mm -hmm. It can be that they want to make an impact in some way that maybe their business will help them pay for. Uh, So you really like working with socially conscious people. I really, really do. Uh, it's, it's like I support my animal charities through mm-hmm. my business coaching because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out a way to sufficiently monetize working with animals. Mm-hmm. So I still do it, and I'm with animals every single day, but I mm-hmm. use my business coaching to fund those charities. I see, I see. Yeah, and, and I think that's an important aspect because sometimes people think that, you know, oh, th- their business has to be their life's passion and their their avocation, but sometimes the business is just something we enjoy doing that pays for what we really want to do in life. Mm-hmm. It's like I know that I'm a natural business coach. It's every conversation that I have with somebody who's in business, I end up hearing things where they could strengthen or improve, and I'm always, I mean, it's the thing that I do as naturally as breathing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that it, it's a very passion-filled direction for me, mm-hmm. but my deepest passion it will always be animals. It's just mm-hmm. part of my personality. Right. But, you know, when I am able to help wellness practitioners, coaches, service-oriented people Mm -hmm. get out of their own way, get out of struggle, and really start to build something that can grow and thrive for decades, Mm -hmm. that's when I feel like I've contributed to the human part of the population. Right, right. Very cool. Very cool. So um, what do you find is your biggest challenge these days? What, what gets you out of your comfort zone these days? Oh, you know, for me, it's always something. Um, I, I do love speaking, mm-hmm. and where I find some resistance for me is I don't like looking for speaking engagements. Ah. You know? So I sat down one day and said, okay, how can I be more strategic about this? Mm-hmm. And started to do a warm intro letter. Mm-hmm. that I could send out to people first and tell them I would be calling, and then I would create that ne- necessity that I had to follow through because I already mm-hmm. said I was going to. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, you know, I find ways to work around the places where, and, and I think because of certain aspects of my childhood, I have a real big thing about not wanting to intrude on people, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to promote yourself when you have the non-intrusion gene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I have to find ways to trick myself into doing it anyway, right. but feel more in alignment with it and right. to just really make 
a commitment that, okay, I sent out this letter on Monday. I said I would call in two days, so I have to call right. on Wednesday. Right. And the other thing, too, is it's learning uh, how to look at things so that you don't look at what you're doing as intruding uh, mm-hmm. on, on other people's time because if you're providing real value and real service, and this is true whether you're a coach or you sell an electronic gadget or you offer some new service or, or, or whatever, that you know, if you really believe in your product, and I'm a big believer, you don't sell anything you don't believe in, but if you believe in your product, whether that product is yourself or, or, or your program or, or, or a physical product, that, you know, you, you, the world needs to know about it. Otherwise, how is, is anyone going to, how are you going to generate any business? How, how are you going to be in service if nobody knows that your service is available? Absolutely. It's the same thing that I ran into in the dance profession, that sometimes people have a natural gift, but they're afraid of performing. Mm. And, you know, I'm not a look-at-me kind of girl. I would have rather hid in the shadows, but what I discovered was when I started dancing, there was something there that needed to be expressed. Mm. And if I wasn't expressing it in a way where other people could see it, then I was keeping my gift from the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and you don't know whose life you may touch through sharing your gift that, you know, really is, is the person really looking for, for what you're offering is really in need of, of, of that genius that you have. Absolutely. And, and you always contribute more than you think you do. Yeah. And you always receive more back from your clients and customers than you ever expected. And that's part of the reciprocal energy of business relationships. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're coming close to the end of the show. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give you an opportunity to let people know how they can get in touch with you. If something they heard during this hour resonates with them, um, how can they find out more information about you and get in touch with you? Well, there's a couple of ways. Um, you can always email me at Jana, J-A-N-A, at createyourdreampractice.com. Mm-hmm. You can go to my website, which is createyourdreampractice.com. Mm-hmm. If you would like to listen to my free business building teleseminar series and get access to all of my replays, uh, you can go to createyourdreampractice.com forward slash serve and succeed. Mm. And my phone number is 360-263-5800. Right. And, and, and even though you're in Washington State, you I'm assuming you work on phone and on Skype and really yes. work with people all over the world. Yes, I am completely international. I have a huge client base out of uh, Australia and New Zealand for some oh. funny reason. And... Uh, actually like working with people in different time zones because it tends to always work out well for me. <laughs> right, right. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for taking the time out of your business schedule to come on uh, my show. I, I wish you much success, and I look forward to uh, keeping in touch and hearing how things go for you in the future. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sam. It's been so much fun being on your show today. Great. Thank you. Take care. Okay, well, there you have it. My first Monday uh, version of the Conscious Consultant Hour. You're going to have to get used to it. I have to get used to this new time slot. So I'm going to be sandwiched between Monty Taylor's Living Consciously and coming up next, 
Kevin Barbaro with Coffee Talk 3.0, the now nationally syndicated radio show on our network. Um, please stay tuned and listen to him, and you can hear the extended version of his show on our network. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 